Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1776, A Practical Guide to Modern Dating, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Hello, everybody, and happy Sunday. Thanks a lot for making the time to join us here on the weekend. My name is Greg Audino. I'm your host and narrator. And today we'll be hearing a post from Mark Manson, uh, whose work I've really paid a lot of attention to and enjoyed for many years now. He's really relatable and I think has a a natural gift for breaking down tough concepts for you, uh, no matter where you're at in your journey of personal development, whether you're uh, at the beginning or have been reading for years. So let's listen to some of his thoughts on dating today as we optimize your life. A Practical Guide to Modern Dating by Mark Manson of markmanson.net So, you've thrown yourself into the modern dating pool, eh? You brave, brave soul. Look, I know meeting new people, going on dates, figuring out if you even like the person sitting across from you, it can all be confusing, frustrating, and just exhausting at times. Not to mention all that dating advice, constantly dished out by caring friends and meddling strangers. Advice that promises everlasting love, but delivers only frustration. But before you start to despair, I want to challenge you to open up your mind a little. Instead of trying to figure out all the things you need to do or say to go on more dates, I want you to start thinking about the kind of person you want to be to attract the right people into your life. It's not about saying the right lines or sending that perfect text at the perfect time or anything like that. It's about figuring out who you are, then finding ways to express that so that you invite the right people into your life first. Let's dive in. How to make yourself more attractive. A lot of dating advice out there tells you how to be more attractive by making yourself look a certain way or talk a certain way or act a certain way. But none of these things matter if you don't have the emotional foundation for a healthy, attractive personality and lifestyle. So here's how to actually make yourself more attractive. Drop the needy behavior. Neediness is the root of all unattractive behavior. Neediness is when you prioritize what others think of you over what you think of yourself. It all comes down to your intentions. In whatever you do, are you trying to impress others and get them to like you because you value their opinion of yourself more than your own? Or are you genuinely expressing yourself in an attempt to connect with someone else and they can take it or leave it? This is why dating advice that focuses on what to say or do, or how to act or whatever, completely misses the point. It doesn't matter what you say if you're being needy and trying to get someone else to like you, or be impressed with you, or whatever. Get yourself together. Alright, 
Time for some tough love here. No one wants to date a project. I'm not saying you have to be perfect in every area of your life, but if you've got emotional problems or health problems or money problems or work problems or major family problems, you are far better off getting those areas handled first before you drag someone else into it too. Some big areas to focus on if you don't already, your physical health. Eat right, move your body a little more, and get some sleep already. Your mental health. Get the stress in your life under control. Find ways to get into nature more. See a therapist if you have lingering emotional issues that you can't seem to figure out. Your finances. Get your financial house in order. Build some savings. Pay down debt. Learn the basics about investing. And your job. No one likes to hear someone constantly complain about their job. If you hate your job, start looking for a new one. A lot of these things won't directly help you date more people, but they are often roadblocks to developing healthy connections and relationships with many people. So get them taken care of. How to date the right people. Dating apps, meetup groups, local clubs and organizations, dance classes, yoga classes, pottery classes, all the classes, and on and on and on. Any and all of these are great ways to meet people. But I think a lot of people expect these things to be some kind of magic bullet. The truth is, you still have to put in the work to find the right people, no matter how or where you're meeting them. However you choose to go about meeting new people, here are a couple of things to keep in mind. Demographics. In my book on dating and attraction, Models, I have a whole chapter dedicated to finding highly compatible people to date through leveraging demographics. The concept of demographics in the context of dating is simple. Like attracts like, and so you attract what you are. This includes things like your lifestyle, your beliefs about other people in the world, your values, and yes, even things like your age, money, and looks. Quick side note, age, money, and looks do matter, but how much they matter is different for different people. Check out chapter 7 of my book Models for more on this. Basically, demographics in this context largely determines the type of people you'll end up dating. For example, if you're an intellectual introvert, deeply interested in abstract concepts, and you're looking for a companion with similar values, you probably aren't going to have much luck dating club-hopping party animals who haven't opened a book since high school. Chemistry and Compatibility in Dating I've written more extensively about chemistry and compatibility in dating and relationships, but briefly, chemistry is the emotional connection present when two people are together. A high degree of chemistry brings out the warm, fuzzy emotions in each person. Two people who lack chemistry, on the other hand, won't feel that spark between them. And compatibility is the natural alignment of lifestyle choices and values of two people. This can include anything from how late you like to stay up at night to your political and religious views. Relationships that have both chemistry and compatibility are the healthiest and most fulfilling. If you just have chemistry without much compatibility, well, that usually turns into a roller coaster of a toxic relationship. If you just have compatibility without much chemistry, the relationship gets boring fast. There are a few things you can do to figure out what's the right type of person for you. Learn about things like your attachment style and your emotional needs. This can give you a better idea of what kind of people are best for you. Know what a healthy relationship looks like so you know what you're aiming for. And Get a clear idea of your own personal values and how important each is to you when deciding who to date. Know your boundaries and stick to them. Boundaries are like the invisible walls that protect our emotional well-being. 
They help us define what we're comfortable with, what we're not, and what we need from our partner in order to feel safe and loved. Many of us, however, struggle with setting and enforcing boundaries. We fear rejection or conflict, or simply lack the communication skills to express our needs effectively. However, neglecting to establish clear boundaries can lead to all sorts of problems, including resentment, anxiety, and even abuse. Setting healthy boundaries means taking responsibility for your own actions and emotions, and not taking responsibility for the other person's actions and emotions, or expecting them to take responsibility for your actions and emotions, and recognizing and responding to red flags. If you're dating someone who ignores your needs, belittles your feelings, or violates your boundaries, take action. At the very least, that means having a blunt conversation about their behavior. If nothing changes, it's best to just walk away at that point. Of course, people are people, and we can't expect to align on everything 100% of the time. Establishing healthy boundaries is more about figuring out what you will and will not compromise on. But if someone is trampling all over your boundaries and you've only started dating recently, well, do you really think it's going to get any better with time? Remember, your emotional well-being is your top priority, and it's not worth sacrificing for the sake of someone who does not respect you. By being clear and assertive about your boundaries, you'll attract partners who share your values and priorities and build a relationship that's both fulfilling and sustainable. Good luck out there. You just listened to the post titled, A Practical Guide to Modern Dating, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Thank you to Mark for this post really covering a lot of ground and providing a great foundation of knowledge in a mere 1,300 plus words. Now, as he mentioned, he has written a lot more about dating and relationships, both in his books and his other articles. So do check those out if you're interested in hearing more. I highly recommend them. And I really enjoyed this post. Like I said, it's a great starting point. Uh, And if you are someone who has struggled to form good relationships already, I think it's also worth mentioning that it's important to observe your patterns. What reasons keep popping up, either in your mind or from the mouths of your exes, that things aren't working out? Maybe it's something to do with what we heard yesterday in in yesterday's post. Maybe arguments are too volatile and not cooperative. Or maybe no one feels good enough for you, and you've been expecting too much of people, convinced that anything less than perfect means settling, like in a bad way. Maybe your affection comes and goes, and there's a lack of consistency. Paying attention to your own patterns can really help you do that personal, uh, in-between-the-cracks type of work that, you know, pertains only to you, and might not be easy to identify in a general type of guide. Or perhaps it will point you towards the parts of a guide like Mark's today that actually do pertain to you, but that you haven't been able to recognize thus far. There's going to have to be some type of introspection involved if you are trying to improve your dating life. It's not a checklist of any kind that you need. It's really a true self-assessment. So, I wish you luck with that if you are in the dating pool right now. It is scary, but we're here for you each day trying to help out 
So keep tuning into ORD. That'll do it for this episode, though, everyone. Be sure to stick around, though, for our weekly bonus episode, which is live now as well. And I hope to see you there, where your optimal life awaits. <laughs>